0: monetizing digital services since 2004, boosting the entertainment industry by making digital content accessible for everyone. AWG, where innovation meets monetization. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, we your source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development, where we share original research, explore industry trends, and interview executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We hope you join us often for practitioner oriented content around all things related to leadership, HR, talent management, organizational development, and change management. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. You enjoy the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Enjoy ad-free listening by going to the Patreon page, and please consider contributing even at the producer or sponsorship level. And please leave a review. Thank you for your support. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Heist Cappers about the shifting psychological contract at work and the impacts on employee engagement. Heis Kapper, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast.
1: Thank you very much for having me. It's great to be on the
0: call, Jonathan. Yeah, it is great to be with you. You're joining us from Cape Town, South Africa. I'm south of Salt Lake City in Utah. And today we're going to have a really fun conversation around employee engagement uh, and the ins and outs of that and what we can do uh, in our teams, in our workplaces, through work design, job design, uh, and how we interact with our teams to increase engagement levels. As we get started, I wanted to share Heist's bio with everybody Heist Kappers is CEO and co founder of Wise Talk. He was born in Cape Town with a strong Dutch heritage and holds an executive MBA from the Graduate School of Business at the University of Cape Town. He's a consummate business builder, went directly from the sale of one business into the founding of another, becoming one of the founders of Wise Talk in 2012. And I can go on and on, but I'll give you a chance now to. Share a little bit about Wise Talk, what that's all about, uh, and anything else from your background or personal context, and then we'll dive on into the conversation.
1: Well, again, thank you for having me. Uh, it's an honor to be on your show. Um, I yeah, I sold my last business, uh, and uh, which which you know was in manufacturing, and it had a lot of people, uh, quite a distributed business throughout uh, Africa, um, and then sold that, and really wanted to get into understanding. People in an employment kind of space, uh, and my master's thesis was actually uh, written on you know the power of open innovation and employee engagement uh, to reprioritize things in business. And I then met my co-founder uh, in the last year of my MBA, uh, self-funded Wise Talk, um, and really we had a we saw the need for blue-collar workforce engagement, so frontline workforce engagement, people that are generally not part of a communication system, not part of you know, the guys that do all the work and, and get the stuff done, but are generally not in corporate email structures or don't have devices. Uh, so the Wise Talk journey started in 2012, um, and it's something I'm extremely passionate uh, about. Uh, so on the one hand, being a Consumer entrepreneur uh, in understanding all of the difficulties and complexities with uh, starting a business and making it thrive. I think what's really important for us and our team is our byline, which or tagline, which is we want to make employees thrive. And you know, there's lots of literature out there around you know what happens when you start engaging employees in a meaningful way. Obviously, there's the the payment contract between an organization. And an employee, but on the other side of it, it's about what uh, the psychological contract. And if you create a space of trust, uh, people, yeah, it becomes it becomes a happy atmosphere. Um, and and really, that's what we set out to achieve with Wise Talk, and um, it's doing meaningful things for people in a way that lets them be their best selves, both at work and at home. Uh, and yeah, really, love that's that. the journey we started.
0: Yeah, wonderful. And you just mentioned a term. It's one I bring up from time to time uh, on the podcast, and that is the psychological contract. Now, that's mm-hmm. a term that uh, many listeners it's kind of a more of an academic term. So many uh, listeners may not be fully familiar with uh, what that's all about. Uh, but one thing we've seen is a steady shift and pendulum swing in the psychological contract between mm-hmm. employer and employee over the last, I don't know, 50, 60 years. Um, and and now we're in a very different space. Maybe take a moment and describe uh, what that psychological contract is, and, and your perceptions on how that's been shifting over time, and what that means for. Uh, so agent. that's a it's,
1: that's a really good question. I think you know when when we started the Wise Talk journey uh, ten years ago, um, I, I had the privilege of. You know, knowing quite a few CEOs of, you know, big listed businesses or big manufacturing businesses or retail uh, stores or, you know, in the mining sector and manufacturing sector. And you'd go and speak to these guys and say, look, this is really important, you know, and at that stage, it was still very foreign. And and the premise of a psychological contract is uh, I undertake to work for you. And in terms of that, uh, I have a behavior that I have to conduct, but I also have an output that I need to deliver in terms of me retaining that salary but above that are the, the 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 relevance of trust the relevance of transparency the relevance of um you know speaking to people and dealing with them as human beings um and uh, and not as uh you know part of cogs in a wheel or uh, as a you know, a liability or an asset, that it it, it is a human being. And if we treat one another respectfully and we treat one another in the way we want to be treated, uh, that accelerates the psychological contract. And an acceleration of the psychological contract leads to engagement. And, you know, not our stats, but stats from Gallup will indicate, firstly, that over 80% of people are disengaged from work. But what starts happening when you start engaging people in a meaningful way? and you see massive changes in business Uh, you know and at the end of it it improves productivity and and profitability but it's a long journey Uh, in many organizations in many sectors around the world trust has been broken Uh, the the fact that businesses operate on a quarter by quarter basis uh, without a long-term view to things uh, doesn't help the situation either um and i think for us it's it's you know having this amazing business which is really purposeful but it's also to show people what what change can mean both for employees but but also for businesses over time and that that for me is is what we want to be you know what we want to stand for as a business going forward
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. And engagement, that term gets thrown around a lot. I I think nowadays, you know, there's certain buzz terms and most people are familiar with this idea of employee engagement. Um, Mm. The question is, do people really know what that means, how to increase employee engagement, why it really matters? Um, What do you mean by employee engagement and and when you envision a better employee engagement in the workplace, in the future, what does that mean for you? What is, might that look like?
1: I think uh, starting out uh, this journey um, has, has been difficult, uh, as most people will attest to, uh, you know, starting new businesses. I think our focus as a business when we started was we weren't trying to answer questions for a business. We were trying to answer questions that frontline workers had. What are your issues? Uh, at work? What are things that you would like to see that you don't see? What are digitization processes that you'd like to have in the palm of your hand that you don't have currently? Um, Make it easy to use. Make the user experience easy, simple, uh, you know, um, not complex. Um, Complexity, you don't get users looking at complex systems. They want simplicity. They want things at the touch of a button. You know, so we've gone on the journey not only to be relevant from a communications perspective to employees, uh, but also, you know, getting their pay slips or their leave processing or their schedule management, all of that kind of stuff directly in the palm of their hand. So a big thing is what's in it for me as an employee. What, what are those questions you're answering for me? Because by answering those questions, you're you are telling that individual as a business that we care about you we want your lives to be easier we don't you know we don't want things to be rigorous Uh, well we don't want it to be difficult for you to get stuff that you should have at the at at your fingertips already Um, and with a real focus because uh, we're very sector-led particularly manufacturing and mining real focus on health and safety you know uh, because these things can cost people's lives and you know if, if things go wrong so big attribute for us is how do we understand the sectors that we operate in? How do we become, I hate using the word expert, but how do we become more knowledgeable about those sectors that really enhance the work lives of, of the employees that, in the businesses that they serve. Um, so for us, it's, uh, I get you on on the buzzword being employee engagement. Um, I, I think for me and for our team, it's about, doing so in a sincere way that it's done with care um, and and that the other positive effects will flow over time. But it's certainly not about just the software. It's certainly not about switching on a light and hoping everything's going to work immediately. These things take time. Uh, and it is part of getting stuff wrong and hopefully getting stuff more right over time. But understanding that it's a journey and typically that you know will be two to three years, five-year journeys
0: that companies have to go on creating an environment of engagement a culture of engagement and embedding in the systems the mechanisms of the organization integrating engagement throughout the policies practices and procedures of the organization is really really important that's when it gets past the buzzword you know so we can we can talk the talk but are we walking the walk and and that's what I'm hearing you saying and I I agree I think that's super important you've already alluded to some of the benefits of higher levels of employee engagement. Um, I think it's it's worth reiterating and noting, you know, like, especially right now, and you know, there's been lots of conversations around the great resignation, around quiet quitting, uh, these sorts of things, um, to use a more academic term, psychological withdrawal in the workplace, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, these are all the types of things that that have been an issue for organizations for a long time, but in the aggregate right now, it seems to be collectively in the public awareness a lot more and more people are thinking about it and concerned about it. Um, how do you see employee engagement directly connecting with and linking to psychological withdrawal, quiet quitting, uh, turnover? Uh, and, and how can uh, increased engage, employee engagement not only help our people, you know, the human case for mm. being good and respecting our people and treating them well, but also the bottom line of the business.
1: We've got two uh, really amazing case studies uh, as a business, but as a third is obviously as CEO during the whole COVID period, uh, you know, generally our work for 65% of our team are women. Uh, you know, some of them are young moms and, you know, uh, being, you know, uh, in an apartment or in a house with young kids. And, you know, we noted in our own team that there was significant stress on people because they didn't have a place to go. They had to be, because we had, uh, we, we had to isolate as a nation for, for a number of months. Uh, so we, I saw firsthand the strain that that put on our team and, and internally, we put a lot of things into action, uh, to make things more bearable for people. Um, but on the business front, you, you know, we have we have a number of very large uh, businesses uh, with newer, uh, say, younger CEOs, and their methodologies are quite distinctively different uh, to the methodologies of the past. Uh, one of them is a, a very large retailer. Um, uh-
0: Monetizing digital services since 2004. Boosting the entertainment industry by making digital content accessible for everyone. AWG, where innovation meets monetization.
1: Uh, And, you know, verbally noted to me some months ago that by engaging over our solution to his people, he does video broadcasts every quarter. Um, On average, every employee watches those video streams at least 10 times, which they share with their family and friends. And, uh it becomes a brand of pride uh, and uh, they've noted a more than uh, 20% reduction in staff turnover over the last 18 to 24 months. And then in the mining sector, we've also been recognized for having help, helped improve health and safety. Uh, obviously, it's uh, there are many things in play to, to to support health and safety improvements and support retention improvements, but to know that you're part of a system that's that's making that better uh, is is a huge achievement for us as a business, and and really what we set out to to do as a team uh, and as a business. Um, but it's it's about all of those things, the immense strain and stress that people are under, and how we recognise what we can do to make people's lives a little
0: bit better every day. Yeah, and even just 5% better every, you know, if we can try yeah. to be 5% better every day. day, you know, <laughs> just incremental improvements, right? We don't expect so the anyone power of to...
1: exponential, the power of exactly, and we don't,
0: we, exactly. we don't expect perfection from people and, and everyone is learning while they're going, everyone's building the play while the plane while they're flying it. Um, and everyone is going to have missteps and setbacks. Um, But if we're just constantly being self-reflective and thinking about our teams and thinking about how we interact with our teams and how we're engaging our teams and valuing them and building trust with them and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, just doing it just a little bit better every day, um, we will have truly remarkable teams and we will be a truly remarkable leader if if we're committed to that and if we do that. Uh, So anyways, I, I really like how you're framing that up. And this goes hand in hand with the employee experience. There's so much conversation around customer experience, customer is king. Um, And increasingly, especially over the last few years, I've seen an increase in people talking about employee experience, uh, that Mm -hmm. they're recognizing that from a stakeholder perspective, just like customers are key, so are the employees. Without your people, you will not have an innovative sustainable business. It's just impossible. And and oftentimes, you know, in, in certain industries, maybe more so than others, but people have oftentimes historically been seen as an expendable resource of an organization. There's been exploitation. There's been abuses. Taking A human approach to the the employee experience and recognizing the importance and value of our people to the success of the organization not to mention just the fact that they're they're human beings that deserve dignity and respect and and to be treated well um you know that that is goes hand in hand with engagement if you have poor engagement the the employee experience is going to be really poor people simply aren't going to want to stick around and word gets out. You have a reputation as an employer. You won't be an employer of choice. You won't be attracting the mm. best people. Uh, and it, it, it's. You, I think you have a choice. I mean, stat, status quo stagnant is hard to maintain. You tend to either be improving or declining. And correct. You know, yeah. if you're declining, That's so spot if you're, on. that is so you're going to be Jonathan. yeah. If if you're declining, it's going to be really hard, and it's it's like a it's a downward spiral because the The momentum can be hard to interrupt uh, once you start to, you know, and especially in, the, in this day and age of social media and various websites where where employees can leave reviews on their employer and yeah. and such. The word gets out; people know places that are great to work and places that aren't great to work. And so we better pay attention to it.
1: Yeah, I think there's a, a, a. I think Richard Branson from the Virgin Group said a number of years ago. You want happy customers. You're going to have, to have to have to have happy employees. You know. So his thing is that you always got to put the customer first. He says you have got to put your employees first. Uh, and I, I do. An ex, I travel extensively, and there's some brands in terms of airline or hotels or accommodation that I go to because of the service I get from them and because of the personnel that are at those facilities or on those airlines. Um and I think yeah, I think if you've got a great brand, it's underpinned by great people. Uh, and and that's that I think is where the dialogue is certainly changing certainly in the, in the clients that we're engaging with. But if you look at the top five or top ten things that CEOs around the world are now having to focus on, you know, from PWC reports to Deloitte reports, et cetera, you like employee experience, employee engagement, they're like in the top five attributes that a business, CEO needs to uh, approach now because you've got this great resignation and there's very high demand in certain areas of the world for people with skill sets that are now neutral in terms of, you know, you can be virtual. Um, you, you, you know, if it's uh it doesn't have to be face to face, but if you've got people with skill sets in different geographies that can, now it's blended. Um, but everything for me uh, in our business and everything that we present to our customers uh, is is a journey, and to your point, you, it's incremental, uh, and it's not a tick boxing boxing exercise. Uh, these these, and we say this to every one of our customers that we're journey led, and um, that that's the importance of relationships.
0: Yeah, and that that actually connects well to the next thing I wanted to ask about, and that's really having an authentic approach towards employee engagement. Authenticity is key to building trust, uh, to strong leadership, uh, having great teams. Uh, all these different aspects are all contingent on authenticity. Uh, maybe describe a little bit how you see it playing an important role in employee engagement, how we need to authentically uh, work with and engage our people rather than you know so, some of the ways that we – Organizations inauthentically tend to do it uh, that we we see around us all the time.
1: Yeah, so I think uh, another really good question. I think we've seen oftentimes, uh, particularly when we're engaging with customers, is assumptions that people make. If you're office bound and you're a uh, you know head of HR or you're uh, you know or you are head of engagement, and you make assumptions about the type of devices people have, by example. So in the blue-collar workforce space, maybe 1% or 2% of these people have iPhones. The rest are all Android users. And, you know, what do you do to be data-light? What do you do to be efficient? So that, you know, data consumption is a real thing for people in in certain parts of the world. But the authenticity of what you're undertaking goes beyond uh, software. It goes beyond, you know, have you completed X, Y, and Z? It goes to your point around authenticity is really, you know, when we go and speak to customers, is trying to understand what the pains are of those frontline workers. So we interview people. We we don't make assumptions. You know, people will say, these are things that are going right, these are things that are not, but we don't want to be assumption-led. Uh, and what people understand is happening on the ground when you're sitting in, in an office or diametrically <laughs> 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 opposed. Um, so for us, it's really important to get that authenticity right because if you are going to do anything around the engagement uh, and you fail at it, you've you've got you've got a big mess on your hands you know because it's oftentimes that people make promises, they make undertakings, we're going to be doing this, we're going to be doing that and and then they don't end up doing it or there's something that comes in the way and you haven't you know you haven't been as transparent as you potentially should have
0: been um, but people see through that. Yeah. People see through it a mile away. And I think employees often are a bit skeptical. I, I think right now the population in general is skeptical of institutions, <laughs> skeptical of organizations, which means we need to be hyper-focused on open communication, transparency, and that requires authenticity. So it, you, you have to uh, actually be working towards you know the aspirational and espoused values and goals that you might have in your organization. You can't just talk about it. You got to actually do it um, and authentically approach it. And if you don't, if you're just giving lip service to stuff, people can see through that. You're just going to erode trust. It's not going to help you. I mean, I think it, that's what baffles me is sometimes leaders, I think they think if they just get up and give a rousing speech and say good things, that somehow that's going to in, you know, uh, galvanize their people and, and make a big difference. In the moment, it might get people excited, but uh, it's not sustainable. And in the long run, people it just it just undermines their own um, influence, and it undermines the trust that people have in them. And people become skeptical. And so, just be authentic, be true to your word. Nobody expects perfection. Just but work towards it. Work towards making incremental improvements along the way, and that makes all the difference. Well, Heiss, it has been a real pleasure. I know at the time I need to let you go here in just a minute, but before we wrap things up for today, I wanted to give you a chance to share with the audience how they can connect with you, find out more about your work, your team, and then give us a final word on the topic for today.
1: Yeah. So Jonathan, firstly, again, incredible honor to be with you today. Uh, it's a topic uh, I am in- extremely passionate about. Uh, I'm one of those fortunate people in the world that gets to do what they love um and it's a lifelong journey of mine which i discovered at the age of 40 it's been a little bit we're a little bit past that now um but people can reach me on uh on linkedin uh hespert cappers uh g y s b e r t k a p p e r s uh or com. um and we're obviously just go to our website there's a contact uh, me on there um yeah, I love the topic. I love theorizing on it. Um, and I love putting those theories into practice. So, uh, very grateful.
0: Again, thank you for your time today. Thank you so much. I encourage my audience to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Heist and his team can do for you. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. <laughs>